the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You just declare my word to them. You be faithful to declare my word. Don't worry about whether they receive it or refuse it. You just be faithful to declare my word. And they will know that a prophet has been among them declaring God's word to them. They can't plead ignorance. They can't say, God, you you never told us. God, you never warned us about them. God sent prophets to them like Ezekiel so that they will be without excuse. If you somehow became stranded in the desert, some of the unwelcome things you might encounter in addition to the heat could be briars, thorns, and scorpions. No one willingly wants to come upon these things as if they're something that adds benefit to your life. But what if someone called you one of these? Today, Pastor Dan relays how God's people were referred to as briars, thorns, and scorpions. Why in the world would this be the case? Well, you'll find out today what led to this title. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in the book of Ezekiel chapter 2. If you want to turn there uh, with me, Ezekiel chapter 2. Chapter 2 is kind of a short chapter, uh, so we'll cover chapter 2 and part of chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 2. Ezekiel the prophet was among the captives carried to Babylon about 900 miles away from Judah. Uh, He was one of only two prophets that God called to minister to the Jewish people in captivity, the other one being Daniel, the prophet. Uh, And while Ezekiel was in Babylon, he received a vision from God. He received, in fact, a vision of God on his throne in glory. And we looked at that last time in chapter 1. And now in chapter 2, Ezekiel is commissioned as a prophet. So the vision in chapter 1 it was it was for the purpose of conveying to Ezekiel his call. You know God never gives a vision to a person without a purpose for the vision. And for Ezekiel the purpose of the vision was to convey to him his calling as a prophet. Uh, the last verse of chapter 1 says So when I saw it, when I saw this vision of God on his throne in heaven, so when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. So Ezekiel saw this vision of God's throne and God's glory and Ezekiel fell flat on his face. In the Bible, this is the typical response people have 
to a vision of God, when they see God in his glory. Uh, When God appeared to Abraham, way back in the book of Genesis, Abraham fell on his face before the Lord. Moses fell on his face. Joshua fell on his face before the commander of the army of the Lord. Daniel the prophet fell on his face. In the New Testament, when Jesus was transfigured before Peter, James, and John on the mountain, we're told that Peter, James, and John fell down on their faces. Paul fell on his face when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. John the Apostle fell down as a dead man when he had a revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation. This is the natural response of anyone who sees a visible manifestation of God's presence. Uh, You know, sometimes people talk about uh, seeing the glory of God or God is in this place. And well, the fact is, when we look in scriptures, when, when God is visible, when his glory is present, people fall down on their face. Ezekiel fell on his face. And he heard a voice of one speaking. He heard a voice coming from the throne. It's the voice of God. And he said to me, son of man. Stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Now, in verse one of chapter two, Ezekiel is addressed as the son of man. And this is a significant name, a significant title in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is called the son of man over 90 times in this book. The title is used only one time uh, for, uh, for Daniel in Daniel chapter eight, verse 17. He's the only other prophet that is referred to as the Son of Man. It's used of no other prophet in the Old Testament. But Ezekiel here, he's called the Son of Man over 90 times in this book. The title, the Son of Man, points to the humanity of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is just a man like you or me. He's just a a human being with all of the weaknesses and frailties that, that all human beings have. In Psalm 103, it says, God knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. God knows how weak we are. The problem is we don't always know how weak we are, how helpless we are and how much we need God and how much we need God's help. We think that we can do everything in our own strength, our own ability, our own power. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do Nothing. And in the book of Ezekiel, over and over, God reminds Ezekiel of his weakness and his limitations as a human being by calling him the son of man. So that Ezekiel is constantly mindful of his need for God's help. God called Ezekiel to be a prophet, but God did not want Ezekiel to attempt to carry out his ministry in his own strength or in his own abilities. Ezekiel must lean upon God if he's going to be successful in this and carry out his calling. Just like us. Just like us. We must lean upon the Lord. We must trust God to enable us. It's in our weakness that God shows himself strong on our behalf. Now, Jesus also used this title the son of man for himself 
In fact, it was his favorite title that he used for himself. He used the title Son of Man more than any other title in the Gospels. The title, the Son of Man, it emphasized Christ's humanity, that he was a man. And that he came to identify with mankind and he came to save mankind. Similarly, the title, the Son of God, emphasizes his deity. Jesus is described as both the Son of Man and the Son of God. He's both man and God, making him the perfect mediator between God and man. So verse 2, it says, Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. So Ezekiel will fulfill his ministry by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by his own abilities, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit entered Ezekiel to enable him for his prophetic ministry. Uh, In the New Testament, we're told that the Holy Spirit indwells every believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, over in John's Gospel, John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, meaning another just like Jesus, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he, the Spirit, dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So here Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will dwell with us and the Holy Spirit will dwell in us. And the Holy Spirit dwells in every believer. The moment that you believe on Jesus Christ and you're born again, the Holy Spirit of God comes to take up residence inside you and dwells in you. But that's not all. The Holy Spirit also empowers us. Uh, In the book of Acts, chapter 1, Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses for me. So the Holy Spirit dwells in the believer, and the Holy Spirit will come upon or empower a believer to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. We receive power from the Holy Spirit. That we may live a life that is a witness, that is a testimony to the power of God to transform a person's life. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus described this as being endued with power from on high. This experience with the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, coming upon us, enduing us with power from on high. Ezekiel will fulfill his calling by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we fulfill our calling, whatever you're called to, we fulfill that calling by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by our own might, not by our own power, but by the power of the Spirit. And it says when the Holy Spirit entered Ezekiel, the Holy Spirit set Ezekiel on his feet, ready for ministry and ready to receive the word of God. And God spoke to him in verse three. He said to me, son of man. I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this 
very day. Now, God has called Ezekiel to a very difficult ministry. God describes Israel as a rebellious nation. He describes them as a rebellious nation. Elsewhere in the Old Testament, rebellious nation is the name for the Gentiles. The Gentiles, the heathens, the pagans, they're described as rebellious nations. So here now, the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, uh, they have fallen to the level of pagan, heathen nations. In other words, they act just like non-believers. They act like people who don't know the Lord at all. Now, you know, God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's called us to be children of light. The New Testament says uh, that we've been called out of the world uh, to live a life of holiness. Uh, In fact, the name church means the called out assembly. The church is people that have been called out of this world and assembled by God. We've been called out of sin. We've been called out of immorality. We should not live like non-believers. Our lives should look different. If any person is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things pass away and everything becomes new. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Jesus said we are to be salt in the earth, the salt of the earth. Salt flavors everything, and we are in this world to be salt, to be an influence for God in this world. But Jesus warned that that salt can lose its saltiness, that salt can lose its flavor, and it's good for nothing. The children of Israel at this point had lost their saltiness. They no longer were an influence in the world for God. They were supposed to be. They were supposed to be a witness in the world for the true and living God. That's why God put them where he put them in the land of Israel, in the promised land, at the crossroads of the ancient world, so that they could be an influence to all the nations in the world. But they became just like the world. They became just like the world. There was nothing about them that was any different from the pagan nations around them. They lived exactly the same. If somebody were to look at your life, would they see a difference in the way that you live compared to your neighbor? Is your life different? You know, uh, in the book of Acts, early on, Christians were not called Christians. They were called people of the way because there was a way about them that was different. Is there a way about your life that is different? Would people know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ by looking at your life and looking at your behavior and looking at the things that you're involved in and the things that you're not 
involved in. The children of Israel, they, they had lost their saltiness. They no longer were an influence for God in the world. They were a rebellious nation, just like all the other nations around them. He says in verse 4, For they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord. He says they are impudent and stubborn children. The word impudent means hard or stiff-necked. They're, they're stiff-necked and they're stubborn, God says. And I'm sending you, Ezekiel, to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord. And I want you to get this. I want you to see what God does here. God sends Ezekiel to a rebellious people, a rebellious, stubborn people. And what does God want Ezekiel to do? God wants Ezekiel to declare the word of God to them. Look down at verse 7. Verse 7. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. He says, you shall speak my word. To them, look over in chapter three, verse four. Then God said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. God sent Ezekiel to proclaim his word to them. These rebels. To declare his word. The word of God is what they needed. You know, in the Gospels. It says that when Jesus saw a great multitude of people, it says he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. And so he began to teach them many things. Uh, Jesus was moved with compassion because he saw the condition of the people. He saw that the people were hurting. And so what did Jesus do? He taught them. He gave them a Bible study. Jesus looked at the condition of the crowd of people. And Jesus determined the best thing for them would be for me to teach them. To share the word of God with them. A rebellious people need the word of God. Hurting people need the word of God. Everyone needs the word of God. Everyone needs the word of God. Verse 5 says, as for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. I'm sending you to them, Ezekiel. I want you to declare my word to them, whether they hear you and receive it or whether they refuse because they're a rebellious house. Yet they will know that a prophet has been among them, Ezekiel, you don't have to worry about the results. You just declare my word to them. You be faithful to declare my word. Don't worry about whether they receive it or, or refuse it. You just be faithful to declare my word and they will know that a prophet has been among them declaring God's word to them. They can't plead ignorance. They can't say, God, you, you never told us, God, you never warned us. About them, God sent prophets to them like Ezekiel. So that they will be without excuse. Look at verse six. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns are with you and you dwell among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words or dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious 
house. I mean, talk about a tough crowd. God describes the children of Israel as briars, thorns, and scorpions. That sounds pretty unpleasant, doesn't it? This is who I'm sending you to, Ezekiel. Briars, thorns, and scorpions. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus said to his disciples, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Wait, wait, don't you mean wolves among sheep? No. Sheep among wolves. Ezekiel was sent to briars, thorns, and scorpions. And that's why God says, don't be afraid, Ezekiel. Don't be afraid. Notice what he says. Don't be afraid of their words. Don't be dismayed by their looks. (laughs) You may not know this, but uh, when you're preaching to an audience... Uh, you can read the audience by the expression on their faces. You can tell if an audience is, is into it, if they're listening, if they're following along, uh, or if they're, they're kind of tuning you out, or if you're losing the audience. Uh, you can tell if you're offending an audience by the look on their face and by the way they're looking at you. You can tell when you offend an audience by the way they glare at you. And here, God says to Ezekiel, don't be afraid of their words or how they look at you while you're preaching my word to them. Don't don't let that intimidate you. Now watch what God says here in verse 7. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. God says to Ezekiel, you don't be rebellious like them. How? You don't be rebellious by changing the word of God. Because you know that it is offending them. You don't be rebellious by changing my word. Ezekiel facing an audience like that, you know, briars, thorns and scorpions. Ezekiel might be tempted to edit the message or water it down or leave out some parts to make it less offensive to the audience. God says that would be rebellion. That would be rebellion, Ezekiel. You know, over in the New Testament, uh, the Apostle Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Now, Timothy was a pastor, a young pastor. Uh, He pastored the church in Ephesus, for example. And he says to Timothy, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. So this is pretty serious. Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, but you be watchful in all things. He asked me how I know. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes Rings true.